0: What's up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of Jiu-Jitsu Radio. Who's that? Oh, you better go answer that.
1: No, call, I I'll, I'll call her right back. Did you,
0: you call Nana Banana King?
1: No, she's Nana Banana. Her last name is King. That's her That's her. Nana Banana King.
0: Nana's the Banana King? That's that's I, disrespectful. I, I, no, don't,
1: don't you dare say that about that's my grandma. That's
0: disrespectful, bro. Is
1: Nana Banana. And she, G- her last name is King.
0: All right. Well, listen, before we get everything started, just want to give a quick shout out to our sponsors, uh, Choke Aloha, Jiu-Jitsu Soap Cone, Giraffe Choke. Make sure you guys follow all the links and all the information. Use the promo codes, get hooked up, support the podcast. Check us out at jujitsuradio.com, Follow us at uh Jiu-Jitsu Radio on Instagram. And we're cutting out all the BS this week. We want to get right into it today's episode is uh something that we were super excited about um listen i think it's kind of difficult to to fight this one off we were definitely playing the fanboy card on this one i like i'm not even gonna lie to you guys we had such a blast um you know i think this man underestimates the impact his uh his work has done to a lot of people um and to see how down-to-earth and straightforward and cool this dude was, it was a blast, to say the least. Um, Jiu-Jitsu Black Belt under Hensel Gracie. Has probably one of the the biggest cult classic movies of all time. Has done some of the best acting for some of our most favorite movies. He's a Pan Am champ, American Nationals champ. I, there's There's no other way to say it. Sean Patrick
2: Flanery. You can't meepa. Here's the deal. I'm the best there is, plain and simple. I mean, I wake up in the morning, I piss excellence, and nobody can hang with my stuff. Kid stealing, woo, wheeling, dealing, Living these right, jet flying,
1: son of a gun, and I'm having a hard time holding these alligators down. Woo.
0: Ladies and gentlemen, in the house today, we got a third-degree black belt, movie actor, all-around badass, Sean Patrick Flannery. You, sir, we're big fans of your work, so we're super stoked to have you here today. I appreciate it, man. I'm very flattered. Let let me just add a caveat. C-list movie actor, but movie actor nonetheless. Nah, nah, see, (laughs) listen. You may go with the Hollywood ranking. You, we're going with our ranking. And, oh, by the way, forgot, Pan American champion and American Nationals champion. Let's, let's, let's throw out the, the credentials there. So he, this is a legit black belt. This isn't the, the Hollywood normal black belt. Well, here, let, let, let me give you another caveat here. That was back in the day when, <laughs> like,
2: no shit. I'm in, the, I'm in the finals of the Pan Ams, and I'm talking to this dude, and it's a dude that's – he's a fucking dentist. Like, he just graduated <laughs> dental school. You know what I mean? And that was back in the day when people had jobs, man. You know, like, all of my preliminary bouts were, like, some dude was going to UC Santa Barbara. You know what I mean? It's like yeah. everybody had regular jobs. So, I mean, nowadays, if you win the Pan Ams, holy shit. Yeah. I mean, don't get me wrong. Ba- back then, you were the – the best out of that group of people, but that group of people was Listen, tiny, man. I like one dude, and... I know one dude had to install an HVAC the day before because he's like, you know, I wasn't wasn't sure if I'd get to show up because you know I had to finish installing a, a, a AC unit on a mansion downtown LA. I'm like, <laughs> holy shit!
0: How many people do you remember? How many people you had in your bracket?
2: Shit, no, I, I mean, back to I was doing so many tournaments every month, no, I mean, I remember the, I, I remember specifically, I can place just about everybody and run through, specifically the guy in the finals, but, and he was in dental, he, he just finished dental school, he was doing mm-hmm. like a a, a, a a residency for, you know, putting braces on and shit, it was just, it's just a different world now, you know what I mean, it's like, uh, there, there was just a thing as a professional jujitsu back then, we yeah. were all... We were all journeymen. You know what I mean? It's like back back when I won tournaments, they were, they were kind of guys that were doing this in their spare time. And that's a different level of competition entirely. So, you know, a, a Pan Am victory of mine certainly doesn't equate with, uh, you know, a, a 2020 Pan Am victory. These guys are running through, you know, 120-man brackets. You know, I think I had, I don't know, Eight, eight, six yeah. matches. You know what I mean? It's like. It's Not like Masters that.
1: Division. Masters <laughs> Division is a lot
2: smaller, bro. Come on. <laughs> I know, brother. But, here, but here's my theory, right? My theory is, and this doesn't qualify now, but back, first of all, I'm old as dirt. But even back in the day, I was like, you know what? If if I'm going to compete with these guys for chicks in the nightclub, I have to give them the opportunity to beat my ass on the mat. <laughs> You know what I mean? I can't go. No, no, no. When we fight, it's Masters 19.
0: Yeah. But, so, yeah. is there is there anyone maybe like that on your list of like people that you competed against that like kind of just kept it going, and like became like a big name in, in competitions? You know, I I remember at the
2: Copa Pacifica. You know, one of my one of my first matches as a white belt, I think or maybe Blue, I don't know, back in 2000, was with Nam Fan. Yeah. You know, in, ended up Ultimate Fighter. Yeah. Uh, and, and, and and super, super good talented guy, talented MMA fighter. Um, there's a couple more. I, I mean, I, I, remember, I remember back in the day going to the tournaments and watching this dude turn people's hips to the side and tap them with some kind of neck crank. And I remember when they started calling it the Twister.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: I remember – you know, seeing Eddie do that as a white belt and a yeah. blue belt and, and, and going, what is this body torque thing he's doing? It was crazy. You know, and he did it in the Gi and
0: no, it was just such an interesting
2: time. You know, I remember, you know, the tap out guys selling shit out of their van. Yeah. You know, we drive down to Huntington beach and the guys would be out there in a van, all of those guys. And I mean, cut to ten, ten 10 years later, their shit's in Macy's and Target
0: and, Walmart. you know, it was just
2: such an interesting time. I remember yeah. seeing, you know, some, some big name guys. I remember seeing Mark Kerr at mm. some of the local tournaments, you know, oh, Mark Kerr, Mark Kerr was like walking around <laughs> the stands of like,
0: who's next?
2: With, with, you know, I mean, it was just crazy. It was crazy. You know what I mean?
0: Yeah. Nam fans legit. That's a, that's a throwback. He actually fought a, a good friend of ours, Jay-Z. They fought in, um, was it? Force, I think it was. Or no, it's uh like rum on the beach. J C Cavalcante, J C. Who? Uh, uh, Nam Fan.
2: Not sure that he
0: yeah. yeah. let's not talk about that.
2: but J Z is tough as shit.
0: Man. Yeah. No, J Z is legit, man. He's uh he's been kicking ass now, and uh he had a he had a match the other day for Titan FC. He won the belt. Uh, I think it was uh, was it combat grappling or no? Was it just grappling? No, no, it was, was just regular grappling. Yeah. So I mean, J Z is still he going, was man. Still it. Yeah, man. he's he's still legit. So let me yeah, ask you a man. question cuz sure. I can this was just the one question that I, outside of the movie stuff that I really wanted to ask you. You against um holy crap, and I totally forgot his name. You against like other Hollywood actors, BJJ guys. I think I don't need to name drop. I think we know who well, we're name
2: talking. Drop. About. Let's get specific, brother.
0: Oh my gosh, I forget his name. Not not Seth, what's the other one? Um Sean uh, you, oh, dude. Uh, Ashton oh, Kutcher? Ashton Kutcher, yeah. You against Ashton Kutcher. Like, let's – honestly speaking, how legit is he? You know, to be honest, I have no
2: idea. I mean, really? I really don't. I mean, I know the guy's a purple belt. Yeah. Um, now, look, 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 you know, you, you can – we can kiss ass and act like reality's not reality, or we can be real. Right. If, if, if he's a legit purple belt. He's a legit purple belt. <laughs> if if I'm getting beat by a legit purple belt, it's legit, it's a fucking issue. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like I mean I, I hope the guy's a legit purple belt. I I, I mean I, I hear word on the street, but right. I don't know anybody that's rolled with him. You know but that, that's, I don't. That, that's, oh.
1: that's that's the That's that's and that's the weird thing. It seems like there's there's a, a sect or different two different sets. In, in Hollywood. There's there's the the actors that actually are about that life. And then there's the actors that are like, I'm gonna just do privates with some of the names and then I'll eventually show up and have a belt somewhere and I can put it on my uh, put it on my Instagram or IMDB page or whatever that I have this, you know, purple belt. Not that I know and I'm not saying that's Ashen. I'm just saying it it seems like there's just people who are really about it and people who really aren't and just are doing it.
2: Yeah, but here's the deal. I mean, the the wonderful thing I love about BJJ is it's a meritocracy. You know, there's no, there's no bell curve. There's no affirmative action. What you do on the map, it is a meritocracy. You either deserve it or you don't. Because I'll tell you, once you clap hands, even if you're one of these butt start on your butt schools, you're going to find out real quick if the belt you're wearing is legit or it's not. And you can't exist in this martial art without knowing without running into 10 people that have rolled with you, yeah. you, 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 I'm sure you've met somebody that's rolled with me. It, it's yeah. inevitable. I travel. When I leave town, I leave with a gi in my belt. I go to any school. I don't give a shit. And when I say I'll roll with anybody, that doesn't mean I'm tough as fuck and I expect to win. It just means that I'll roll with anybody and they're going to find out, Oh, but well, that guy's I'm better than him or shit. He's better than me. And I don't care. I've been doing it a long time and I'm a hundred percent comfortable with, with, with my tenure as a black belt. And even, coming up through the ranks it's if you come across somebody that's a purple belt that you've never met anybody that's rolled with them i don't know it's a fucking issue i, I don't the, the math doesn't add up
0: yeah you know well i'm i mean? i wasn't it's you you would know more than us just from being closer to the scene in that part of the world for for us for me anyway the biggest thing is like man that's a purple belt that doesn't know how to tie his purple belt And either he's trolling everybody and looking for the rise or something's not adding up here. You know, I I, I honestly,
2: I'm not trying to be PC, but I don't know. I have no idea if that that, that shot was taken from a movie where he was clowning. (laughs) I don't know. But yes, one thing we can attest to is it was tied in correctly. I don't know the context of the photo, but here's the deal, man. It's impossible to lie in this martial art. Yeah. You can make a fucking phone call and find out if Flannery's completely full of shit yeah. or if he's not, you know, and, and if you can't find somebody outside of, I think there's Hegan and there's a video of like 18 seconds of Craig Jones toying with him mm-hmm. outside of that. It's like, come on, man. How the fuck do you exist and get to purple belt level without 15 people going? Yeah. I rolled him yesterday. I rolled him two days ago. Well, it's, one of the magical things about BJJ that separates it from every other martial art is you can do this. Okay, try mm-hmm. with 100% of your technique, skill, explosiveness, and athleticism to collapse my carotid artery or hyperextend a limb. And I'm going to do the same to you. That's the only way we're going to let the dust settle and fi- find out if you've got a fake belt or if what you've been training for years is legit. That's the only, th- the only aspect of this martial art that really is a proving ground is when you spar. You can drill seven ways to Sunday. But the one thing that separates BJJ from all theoretical martial arts where it's like, well, if you did this, I would have groin shot and I gouged you and (laughs) crap like that, is the fact that you test it. You're like, well, let's clap hands. Do whatever you want to me. I'm going to try and close the distance without getting hit. Without getting eye gouged, I'm going to get close the distance to a clinch, but I'm not going to be in range for you to bite me. I'm going to take you down to the ground. I'm going to try to circumvent all of your attack resources, get to your back, and I'm going to try to shut up a blow through your brain. That's what I'm going to do. And you can do anything in your power to try and stop me. Now, maybe you stop me and end up on my back and doing it, but we're going to find out a lot of facts in that process. Nothing is off the table. So if you don't open that, if you don't spar with people, what's the fucking point? Yeah. Have I mean, I, have, I just for the life of me, I don't get it. Yeah,
0: But I, am not I
2: saying, tell- I'm not saying he doesn't. Maybe he does. Maybe he trains all the time. I just don't know anybody that's ever rolled with him. Now, yeah. maybe there's a litany of people. I have no idea. Maybe, maybe uh, he trains with uh, what's American Idol? What's her name?
0: Which one? Uga. Oh Oh, uh, Demi Lovato. Demi Lovato. You know, maybe, maybe that's sad that him. I can know it. <laughs> like, oh Jesus, I'm I embarrassed at myself. Yeah. To totally my
2: I would have known that, yeah. but, you know, I, I don't know. And, and I've never, I've never tried to learn through privates. You know, my first class was a group class at Hickson's. I, mm. I, I fell in love with this martial art, but I will tell you this, there's a handful of cats out there that roll, yeah. you know, um, Guy Ritchie, Madonna's mm-hmm. ex-husband. Yeah. That fucker will choke you. He's a black belt and he is legit. That dude will clap hands with you. And if if you do, if you do finish him, you're going to go, holy shit, dude's a legit black belt. I happen to finish a legit black belt, but dude is a legit black belt. You're not going to leave rolling with Guy Ritchie going, "Eh." you're going to go, holy shit. And the, the unfortunate thing with guys like that is you're like, this motherfucker got to be a legitimate black belt in his fucking spare time. (laughs) <laughs> that motherfucker makes hit Hollywood movies, but in his fucking spare time, he became a legit black belt. So, and all the, the other motherfuckers that are clowning on like some of the celebrities, it's like, you may finish Guy Ritchie. That motherfucker made $7 billion in box office and figured out how to be a legit black belt in his spare time. So fuck you. <laughs> yeah,
0: it's like, what did you do with your life?
2: Yeah, you know what I mean? It's one thing, okay. It's one thing if you become a world champion, but that's all you fucking done. Like yeah. you've had a sponsorship since you were 14. All you've done is jujitsu. It's one thing to get to that level. It's a whole other thing to get to that level in your spare time. When you've had to have a legit business, formulate a game plan, provide for a family. Guy Ritchie's one of them. Another one's Scott Conn. Scott Conn rolls. That dude's been over to my academy and rolls. And I was surprised because the dude was on like a Y five O. He reached out. I'm like, yeah, you can come roll with, roll with all of my guys too. I was like, dude, solid cat. Rolled yeah. with anybody on the mat.
0: That's awesome. I was awesome. like,
2: that's just a, that that's that's impressive. Dude was on a, I don't know, he had to be making you know seven bank loads per week on that show, and you know risking d burn and everything else. I'm like, dude, I like you. I fucking like
0: you, man. That's a, that's a lot of makeup you got to cover up there.
2: Yeah, man. <laughs> but I'm, but you know I'm impressed with guys like that. I mean, you 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 can't you can't keep your jujitsu quiet. Yeah. If your jujitsu is legit, you can't keep it hidden. People are going to know. Yeah, the mats don't gonna, lie. You're going to be able to run into 10 people that have rolled with me, period. Yeah. Or, or, or you're not involved in the martial arts world, you know? How long did it take Guy Ritchie to get his black belt? You know, I don't know, but he used to come into my academy really often. He, yeah. I, the first time I rolled with him, he was a brown belt. And I was like, this dude is legit. That's I mean, awesome. he's a big dude. He's tough as fuck. I mean, you can lean on the guy's face. You know, there's some dudes. Don't get me wrong. Where you know, I I I, I come from a Hickson background where we leaned on faces, and yeah. you know, and it, it, it's you know, if you're looking for if you're on the back and you're looking for a renegade choke, you don't necessarily try and grind and get on the the right on the trachea, and you, you you'll choke the nose, choke the – until something opens up and smash teeth. You know, it's mm. you could do that with Guy Ritchie. That dude is tough as fuck. I
0: That's mean, awesome.
2: yeah, he's probably. The toughest A-list celebrity I've ever rolled with. That guy gave no shits, tough as nails, technically sound, and he doesn't give a shit. He's not. He's not asking for any temperance at all. Yeah. So he's, what you're saying is Hollywood
1: BJJ Houston is prison rules. What's going kind of on? Prison is, rules,
2: yeah, I mean, prison or
0: rules. it's legit jujitsu. <laughs> well,
2: I'll tell you. Yeah. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's you know we, we don't do anything on my map that doesn't take into consideration blood force trauma you know we're not doing both of my legs both of my arms wrapped around your ankle hoping for a high leverage tilt over to win by advantage you know what I mean nothing nothing against that shit because in full full disclosure yeah exactly (laughs) (laughs) I I would be remiss if I didn't tell you there are sweeps that are higher leverage than the ones that I teach having said that you leave yourself open to obviously getting knee in the face, elbow in the face. Oh, yeah. there, there, are, there are a finite amount of positions where you can reverse position while keeping safe at the same time, and yeah. uh, th- 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 that's what more that I subscribe to.
0: Have you ever been in the situation where, like, you've got a gig, like, the next day or in a couple of days, and then you're just rolling with someone, and they just fuck up, black eye, you get a black eye or a big cut, you're like, you, motherfucker, I told you. To relax this time. Yeah, I'll tell you one. Uh, I uh, I always joke. I always
2: make a joke about this. I uh, I would say I'm one and zero in MMA. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I was at uh, I was at San Diego Comic Con. Well, I mean, this has happened a number of times where I've been on movie sets and I've I've rolled and I've jacked something up. But makeup artists are brilliant. I mean, they're very good at their job. They can hide that stuff very easily, unless there's swelling or an open wound. You know, but I also know that it's such a huge part of my life to negate myself access to a mat. It just, it, it puts me in an unsavory mental position. I'm not saying I have issues, but I'll tell you, the mat is a sanctuary. It, it, it is my Valium or, or, or what's the the drug that everybody it's does? It's, the, your, Z- it's Zan- your zen, zen. Yeah, it, it, it's, my, it's my Xanax, man. It's like, uh, I'm not kidding when I say that I was on the mat 45 minutes ago, I just trained for two and a half hours a day. It's therapeutic. It's athletically fulfilling. It takes care of my cardio. It satiates so many needs, but anytime. So this has happened a number of times, but, but one of the most profound moments I was in San Diego for Comic-Con with a buddy of mine. You might've heard of, he's on a TV show that nobody watches now. His name is Reedus. Yeah. And, heard of. Uh, we, we were doing press for Boondock Saints too. And uh, if, if, you, if you Google any of the press photos, I have a huge black guy, that's oh. kind of opened up on the corner. Yes. And I went down to this academy, which shall remain nameless, although you can probably Google that too. And I went on there and there was a, a guy teaching, I introduced myself and, uh, because it was no geek, so, and I'm a big opponent of like, introduce yourself. I'm not trying to sandbag or anything else. And this was, I was, I was, I was a black belt of maybe two years back then. And it came time to open that. and you know when when a new person comes into my academy, I introduce them. I say, "Hey, this is Mike. He's a purple belt from such and such. Let's give him a let's make him feel at home. Um, you know, if you have any issue, I introduce him and you know make him feel welcome and let everybody know who they are.
0: Right.
2: So I'm rolling with this guy, and you know he's a little bit bigger than me, but you know I'm not I'm not finishing him. I'm I'm, I'm sweeping him and you know letting him transit and addition out of positions and. And I could see a little red mist developing, you know, that kind of <sighs> in his eyes. And I was like, ooh. And so he got up and then we went we exchanged, changed partners, and I went with somebody else, and he was standing right above me, just like hunting me and watching. And I did the same thing with this other guy. And this is not for me to brag, because there was people at this academy that I'm sure could have manhandled me. But I just happened to be in go with two lesser tenured students. And I'm doing the same thing with this guy. I'd get to his back, I'd let him move out, but not in a, I'm toying with you way. I'm like letting him feel like he's earning it. And so then the round ends and this guy goes, want to go again? And I was like, yeah, sure. Yeah, (laughs) he starts starts walking away. And I followed him and this may give it away, but there's a mat upstairs, this is in San Diego. So he went down the stairs and downstairs, there's a cage. And dude walks into the cage and he starts putting gloves on. This is no shit, man. So I walk into the cage. I'm like, I'm like, uh, like, (laughs) we're going to, there's, there's, there's the chick behind the front desk that that I signed in with and signed a waiver. Nobody else is down here. There's also like some weights and shit, some, let me give it a place away. So I go down there and I go, I go, uh, I'm I'm not going to throw any punches. And the guy goes, well, I am. And he's gloving up. And I got a shitload of press to do later on in that day. Well, well, hey,
1: wait, 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 wait! Before you go, uh, on, Sean. At what point?
2: What, like, at what point did you? Well, how?
1: Like, you don't go. You know, what? that's not happening, bro. I'm not. I'm you not know, here what? for MMA. I, or, or is it? Is it the testicles talking?
2: It's. I'll, I'll tell you, brother. It to my detriment. You know, my my. my, my uh, 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 a solid pair of testicles will sometimes get you in more trouble than it will get you out of. Right. And, you know, at some point, you go, fuck you, dude. Fuck you, you know? And I, I, I should not have. I shouldn't have. Um, but he puts gloves on. And, and Because I walked down there and I thought, you know, the mat's pretty crowded. He mm. probably knows a, a mat where there's more space. And he walks into the cage. And part of me is fucking appalled. Part of me is insulted. Part of me is angry. And there's a part of me that goes, fuck you, dude. Yeah. And, and I told him, I said, I said I'm, I'm not going to throw punches. And he goes, well, I am. And he's putting his gloves on. And there was a moment there where I, was, I did. I thought, dude. And then another part. Then I don't, things just happened so quick. We squared up. You know, I dropped a knee, shot for a double, which I'm not a shooting dude at all. I'm more of an upper body clinch dude. Right. I, I, it's no shit. Any of my dudes will tell me, like Flannery, take a drop, a, a, a low single or a double, a John Smith ankle pick. It's just not, it's not, you know what I mean? It's like, yeah. uh, take take this dude down, pass his guard, go to the go to the mount, mount, he puts his arm up. I transition immediately for an arm lock. I'm not kidding. It, mm-hmm. it was like, it was like Gracie's in action one, but here's the deal. When I sit, I push his head down, Step a leg over and pull down. He immediately throws his thumb up, lacerates my eye with his thumb. I don't, I don't think he meant to. I right. think he was trying to hitchhike and run out.
1: Right, right, yeah. But he
2: did it so violently, the thumb, boom, right across, lacerates my eye. So he sits up. I transition to a triangle. I'm so fucking livid. I...
1: Do you go to sleep? Do you have a little dream time? I,
2: yeah. Yes, yes. There then you go. <laughs> And I left. I, I left there, up, upset with myself. Um, but proud of and, yourself. A little bit pissed off that 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 somebody in charge didn't handle that and see it happening and prohibit that from ever happening. But opened my fucking eye up, and ba- I, I just I just thought I don't run an academy like that. Nor nor would I ever allow that to happen right. under my supervision. And it, it just – it upset me with myself, too, because I, I – like you said, at what point do you – and I'd love to say that I, I should have had that point where I'm, I said, brother, I'm not,
0: I'm not trying to have a cage match with you. You know what I mean? It's uh. – trying to do that but, Shawshank Redemption? I wish I could tell you that he fought the good fight. <laughs> no. And, and anyway, lo and behold,
2: I find out – like, that, that there's, no, there's no glamour in this. Yeah. I find out the guy's a bluebell. It's like – you know what I mean? Yeah, it's a, like just the whole a douchebag. He was getting pissed because I wasn't introduced as a black belt. So some dude, some new dude Mm -hmm. is getting the best of him and it steamed him and it could have all been eliminated by, Hey, this is a a friend of mine from Los Angeles and he's a black belt under, under, under. And then it wouldn't, you wouldn't have gotten pissed if some guy is taking your back or mounting you or, you know, and I don't tell that story in any way to brag at all because there's no, there's no. There's no glory in saying you beat a blue belt if you're a black belt. But the, the, the moral of the story is it, it kind of made me oversee my own academy a little more thoroughly, you know, and, and try to sense out those people that are losing their temper and make students more, more ready, ready to understand why, you know. It, what? It, it's, it's, you, shouldn't, you shouldn't get pissed if, 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 if a brown belt is beating a white belt. You should go. The video. He's a brown belt. He's supposed to. You right. know.
0: What did uh, Norman say to you when you showed up with the with the black eye and the cut? I think it was something like, "Dude, what happened?"
2: <laughs> it's a little extra kidding. method. I can probably pull up a photo
0: right now. It's fucking huge black eye and a scratch all down my. Eye. Let's see. Uh, I'll see if I can type it up. That's like, and it's funny because I was watching the movie again the other day. So at the very beginning of Saints Two, there's the the fight scene on the boat with the the armbar. There was that your little extra flavor in there. What was that about?
2: Dude, it was so it was so incorrectly.
0: Yeah, I mean, that's what I'm. You said it. I'm (laughs) I'm
2: just asking. Hey, (laughs) hey, it's one thing for them to put it in. It's another thing for for a non-practitioner to try and hit it. And they're like, you know, then. Duffy, who's uh, the director in the editing room, he's like, "Fuck, that looks legit." You're like, "No, dude, it's nowhere near legit."
0: <laughs> Did you? So he, you didn't get any say on the, on the editing floor, like, Todd, what's up with this, bro? Like, yeah, no, no, shit? you
2: would think, right? <laughs> but I mean, to the layman, they just see, no, dude, that arm is like extended. You could break it. You're like, no, no, you actually can't. But far be yeah. it for me. I've, 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 heard, I've had people. I've had
1: people talk to me about the triangle thing that that um no the, leg scissor.
0: Is the it, leg scissor is that
1: what it was from uh lethal weapon i'm like no it's not real <laughs> and th- and then he eventually locks a leg around but it's like all backwards i'm like no 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 this this, this is this isn't the right way don't <laughs> i'm like you know it's like but i get it though i get because i uh i come from uh the pro wrestling world i I was a pro wrestler for years. so it's very similar to I mean it is show business, but it's like a lot of what we do is legit holds. Yeah, done it done in a way that makes it more of a showmanship. you know So like we could put, we'll put on a Camora, but it's up here or we'll put on an yeah. arm lock and it's up here so that people can see it. and I understand that aspect of the Hollywood. You have to make it look dynamic even though because let's be, let's be real. A lot of arm bars are kind of boring depending well, like you I mean, really don't I mean, even know they're on a lot of the time
2: the, the best jujitsu in the world is the ugliest it's the yeah. slowest it's the heavy pressure where well, good jujitsu may start at the ankle but it, it say if it goes if, if you go from wrist control to choking me this is good jujitsu yeah just crawling up well that's Here, a, bad jujitsu is this <laughs> you know, now, and you, you say game in a control-based game but nobody you know it, it's it's Ugly, good, old school high pressure jujitsu, you know, the layman is gonna go, what happened? I don't know. They were hugging and then a guy tapped. I, I don't I don't know. You know, dynamic, flashy jujitsu, oh dude jumped up and caught his head in between his legs and then So oh, you, man, you started with Hickson,
1: right? You started with Hickson. You said your first class your first interaction was with, in the, in the sport was with Hickson.
2: It
1: was, yeah. So, have you, so did you ever get the role with him, number one? Of course,
2: yeah, yeah. I've been in, I've been in his house in the Palisades and his garage.
1: Okay, so are the stories real? Everybody, like, like I've, I've talked to people who, like, you know, we've we've been around Henzo because I used to coach at the Black Zillions uh, when they were around. And we would have people come in and out of that place. We'd have Henzo. Mm. And, you know, we'd have legit people coming in and out of there. But – not really Hickson never showed up, but like you hear the
2: stories that he is untouchable. Yeah. And, and look, I mean, I mean, this is going to sound, you know, the, you, you mentioned the two names, the two, the two names that are most important in my lineage are Hickson and Henzo. Um, Henzo is one of the most solid human beings on the planet earth. Mm. That dude is the most jujitsu giving um there's no one like Henzo Gracie on the planet Earth. Um, the, the person that I started with, because I started my my tenure under the Hickson lineage. And then I traveled to New York to actually shoot a film. And, you know, I, I asked Hickson, because back then you had to ask if you were going to train anywhere else. I said, w- would it be okay for me while I'm out of town? And so he made a phone call to to Henzo and he said, hey, you know, I'm one of my students going to come. So I trained with, with Henzo. And then during the process of that movie, you know, Hickson ended up going back to Brazil. A lot of things happened. So I stayed studying under the Henzo lineage. So the first half is Hickson. The second half is Henzo. Whenever I was under Hickson, I wanna say the first time I saw the, one, a, a, a version of the mystical story happen was Fabio Leopoldo had just won the world championships. Mm-hmm. And he came to the Academy and you know, there was myself. There was a number of people Lamont was there. Um, uh, Chris Saunders was there. Henry was there. Kevin Casey was there. Um, And Fabio was there. And I remember Fabio rolling with Hickson a number of times and sitting with his hands on the wall. We're all gasped, And he's like, I mean, as a student, you know, part of me was thinking, well, is he being respectful? Is he, but but from speaking to him, you could tell that he had run into a problem that not only could he not solve, he didn't even have a roadmap to attempt to solve it. I'd never seen that before in my life. And also there's nobody else in the martial arts world that is more universally, no dude, I rolled with that guy. And he's that good. You know, you always have people that are like, well, you know, I mean, uh, I rolled in that He's good. But almost universally, people are like, dude is legit. Yeah. And, I, you know, I'd love to tell you I have firsthand knowledge, but it was from white to purple. And honestly, you know, Shane Rice is – Henry and Shane Rice are two of my biggest training partners from the Hickson days. And Shane Rice was, you know, a belt ahead of me but he felt like a black belt. I mean, Shane Rice didn't feel any different than Hickson, than Henry. They were all so much better than me. I couldn't decipher the difference between Henry's purple or Shane's blue and Mm. Hickson's black. They were all so much better than me. So I, 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 I don't really have, I wasn't good enough to really fine tune the details of how I was getting destroyed. And also back in the day, you know, you, they, they, they wouldn't let you tap from pressure. You know, you'd get mounted, and you'd get open-handed, and you just had to, you could tap from a submission, but, you know, it's, I can just say that, that, that I've tried my hardest to, to be pragmatic about, are these stories folklore?
0: Mm-hmm. And I'll
2: tell you, I've heard folklore of a number of different training partners but you can you can tell that the person's like well with respect i don't really i don't really go as hard as i would man i saw hickson on the mat with hitters and wet they're gasping for breath and i've seen them try to explode out of a mount i've seen power explosive bridges and hip escapes nothing and end up getting cross-collar like fundamentals i've seen it yeah. i've seen it now maybe it was such a good performance and act that i can't tell that it was faked but holy shit it's the only time i've ever seen sparring like that where it looked 100 percent legit and real to me and i've had people come off the mat going what was that <laughs> yeah what the fuck was that you know what i mean it's like even even I always make a joke now you know one one of my one of my biggest influences is henry akins and uh I know there's people in camps that are like, well, you know, I mean, what champions has he trained and, you know, who's rolled with it before, you know, look, I, he's a very dear friend of mine. Um, and I know maybe he doesn't roll as much as he used to back in the day, but I'll tell you this, I could, you know, the last few times I rolled with him, maybe cause I'm in Texas now, six, seven years ago,
0: mm-hmm.
2: I honestly, could have taught him more jiu-jitsu that he didn't know than he could me. The only difference is he didn't need any of that to beat me. He would beat me with scissor sweeps from the closed guard and hip bump up and overs and cross collars and standard arm locks from the mouth. But every one of those fundamental positions that you've discarded because you think they don't work, Usually it's the 10% that's missing that makes 100% of the difference. Well, that dude's not missing 10%. So all of those fundamental, deep, fundamental elements that you've discarded because you didn't learn it correctly, that dude knows it correctly. And I'm telling you from firsthand experience. You know, I, wore, I, I was on the tournament circuit competing with a lot of good dudes, but that dude's a different level, man, when he was in shape and on point. That dude's fundamentals are sound. And that dude got manhandled by Hickson.
0: So. Yeah. so it's, it's legit. Yeah. To answer, you know,
1: yes. it's, it's, it's what you just mentioned, Sean, Uh so Alex, Alex and I used to train together. He, he now trains under George Santiago, um, you know, from pride and UFC and uh great guy. And I, I'll go over there and train once in a while. And he had a, um, he did a seminar a couple months ago with Amari, Batetti. Mm-hmm. Yeah, of course. Um, the Fucking stuff that um Mari was teaching in that seminar was just old school jujitsu, but it was so easy. It's like like old school jujitsu is like magic. Like it, it's like it's it's where it where the game is now and where it was then is so much different. But it's like we've forgotten our past, <laughs> and and this stuff this stuff works so well, and it and it's so simple. Um, well, it's not even – it is simple, but it's less simple, and, and, it's, and you see how it got the nickname the gentle art because it, it takes zero effort when it's done correctly. Well, I'll, I'll
2: give you an example. There, there, there's one – okay, a guard pass. You know, you know what the triangle pass is, right? When you're sitting and you put a hand behind and you open the legs, right? Right. Okay. Well, that, that, mm-hmm. that pass has been discarded because you get triangles. Yeah. Well, here's an example. The reason people get triangled is because they're taught to sit in the guard, grab the lapel, and lean on the lapel, thus giving the guard player control of my posture. If I'm not controlling my posture with my own hips and sitting correctly, then absolutely. If you sacrifice an arm, you throw yourself into a triangle. But if you know how to sit correctly in the closed guard without use of hands, then of course you can sacrifice a limb. Because what a closed guard player needs before he mounts any attack is the ability to compromise and maintain, compromise the person's posture. If I can't control somebody's posture from my closed guard, there is no submission that will work. Even if he gives me an arm and says, here, triangle me. I can't do it unless I can compromise his posture. Well, the only way that that guard pass fails is if you lead with a compromised posture. So that pass has been completely discarded. Now, granted, if I was teaching somebody to fight in a tournament with one week's notice, I would never teach them to sit correctly in the closed guard because that's a year learned. Mm. But the way I teach my students, sitting correctly in the closed guard is like me telling you to buy Apple stock in 84. Trust me, motherfucker, sit Mm. with it, don't complain, keep drilling it, there will come a time where you're like, boom, don't need anything else. But if, yeah, I can teach you overnight to lean on a motherfucker and use strength most white belts, they don't have a good closed guard. So what happens? Yeah, you lean on them, they get frustrated, and you end up passing. But that's never going to pay dividends in the long run. If you lean on a great guard player, they're going to submit you. They're going to sweep you. They're going to control you. But one thing is a low-hanging fruit, that you will have immediate success on a, a certain level. The other way, you're not going to have any immediate success. But if you stick with it, That shit's going to pay dividends. That's a prime example right there. That guard pass has been laughed at and discarded because there's a couple of things that people do wrong or they're not willing to invest the time to develop it correctly to where you can stay safe. And that's one example.
0: Yeah. People are so quick to, to try and evolve and come up with some crazy new move that they like those, those little details that that make things like night and day are just forgotten. It's, it's not written. It's something that's, like, handed down. So, if you have people, like, oh, don't do that because you could get triangled. Well, you get triangled if you do it wrong. But if you do it right, you're solid. Like, that stuff's just those little details. That's what you're saying. Like, Amari just sat there and, like, taught us stuff. Like, that's it. Like, it's those little details. Like, oh, that no wonder. And that, he had a true. counter
1: for everything. Yeah. Amari had, like, any question you ask, he had a counter for anything. And and, and I tell my guys, I, you know, especially during the lockdown, you know, I said, look, I do not want you people watching any YouTube tutorials. Do not watch any of them. I go, because what's going to happen is, is, yeah, they're going to show you something. Number one, you don't know the steps to lead to that in order to get that correctly. So you're trying to fly before you even know how to crawl. That's number one. Number two, you're, you're going to see a lot of pretty techniques on YouTube. Show it to me in a, real, in a live roll. If you can't get in a live roll, it's bullshit. So I'd rather you watch. I told my guys I want you to watch matches. Watch matches. Watch high-level matches. See what these guys are doing. And you'll notice nobody's doing – we have – what do we – the biggest, the prettiest move that works on a a lot of people is a bolo. That seems to be the prettiest thing that will work. Everything else – flying arm bars flying triangles those those happen once in a blue moon and if you drill those things you're drilling the wrong things you'd get you'd have be much better served drilling a full guard pass a thousand
2: times more than you would any kind of flying maneuver well you got to look you got to look at the math of it we all have a finite amount of time to train the fewer things that you need the more elite level you can get to. It's like the Bruce Lee quote. I'm not afraid of the dude that knows 10,000 kicks. I'm afraid of the dude that knows one, but he's drilled it 10,000 times. That's the dude to be afraid of. And I'm not kidding. I'm not stroking Henry Akins when I tell you this, that motherfucker will scissor sweep you with the scissor sweep that you don't use because it doesn't work. That dude will do it to you. I'm not kidding when I tell you, I could teach Henry 20 sweeps, none of which he needs or none of which I can hit on him, and he'll simply smash your frames and your wedges and pass with a heavy pressure to mount and cross-choke you with fundamental jiu-jitsu that because it's all he knows, it's all he's had to drill, so that yeah. guy understands it at a level that most don't. And I, knows- I say that with all the love in the world, and, and at its core, you have to have a mission statement whenever you start martial arts. What is it that you want to achieve? You know, if you want to win IBJJF tournaments, you should probably learn Barambolo. You should probably probably learn kimono grips, sleeve grips, lapel grips. Those are all things that are wonderfully advantageous, also because you don't have to consider whether somebody can punch you. So you'd be remiss if you took into consideration blunt force trauma. You'd be stupid if you want to win IBJJF tournaments. Yeah. If you want to do MMA, it's a very different mindset. You have to stay safe for five minutes. There, If you want to learn street fighting, it's very different. There's nobody that's going to stand you up. There's nobody that's going to take it to the ground. You know, it's a very different mindset. So whatever your mission statement is should dictate fairly specifically the style that you want to train.
0: Do you remember the moment where when you first started jujitsu, where it was like, this is it. This is, this is my thing. Like, this is how I want to live from now on like that first moment of passion. Absolutely.
2: Without question. And it was my first day at Hickson's. I I was in, uh, it was when Hickson's Academy, when he was closing down one academy in the Palisades and he was opening up uh, his Barrington. Hmm. Well, this was, this was, this was at the beginning of the Palisades run. So there was the Pico Academy, then the Palisades, then the Barrington, and I was in there. It was a Jerry Banks Karate Studio, and this guy came in, and he started putting mats down on the hardwood floor, and I noticed the patch. And the patch, I, I didn't know, I didn't know the name, but I just knew Gracie. And the patch said R I C K S O N, so some dude named Rickson, and then Gracie, and I said, "Whoa!" I said, "Are you? Are you guys?" Any relationship to Hoist Gracie? Is this? And he said, "Yeah, you know, he's my brother." I was like, "Oh shit, your brother's with Hoist Gracie." I had no idea who Hixon Gracie was. You know what I mean? He's like, "Yeah, you know, he's my brother." I said, "Man," I said, "You know, I saw UFC in '93, and I have always wanted to train this, but this was like only rich people had computers back then." You know what I mean? And he goes, "He goes, hang on a second, man." He went and he comes back with a gi, he throws the gi, He goes, put the gi, man. What makes you want to train? I said, what, is that okay? Can I train? He's like, yeah, my quick come on, man. <laughs> I I put a gi on. They gave me a loner gi, a loner belt. And again, Le Mans was there. Henry, I want to say, was a maybe a purple. Probably a purple, maybe a blue. I don't know. Uh-huh. Um and I don't know if you know, but Henry's little brother, his name is Matt Akins, hmm. and Matt Akins is about 135 pounds, soaking wet, and he had a blue belt on, way back in in the day. And so we did a little bit of positional warm up. And I've been a lifelong martial artist, man. I started training martial arts when I was nine years old. Competed at everything. I was doing triathlons at the time. I was doing hmm. the the sprint series: the 1K, the 10K, the 30K. So I was in killer cardio shape. I've always been fit. I've always been about 168 to 170 pounds. I still am to this day. So I was an athlete. And at that point, I'd done a little judo, a little a little bit of wrestling, um, Muay Thai, Shotokan Gojiru, and Taekwondo. And so we did a little bit of movement and warm-up. And he goes, okay, man, now we're going to do a little bit of spa, pick somebody, same size, same shape. And so I immediately... I I pointed to Matt because I knew the belt system was white, blue, purple, brown, black. And I thought, this dude is a scrawny little fuck that looks like he should be my accountant. And he's the first colored belt. If this dude can even come close to stalemating me with me, I'll fucking believe this shit. Well, you you guys are jujitsu guys. I don't need to finish the story. Yeah. This dude fucking took my back, choked me, mounted me, cross-collared me, arm-locked me, camorred me, shoulder-locked me, wrist-locked me, ankle-locked me, and there's fucking nothing I could do about it. Now, I'll tell you, there's two types of people in the world. There's the type of person that leaves there and goes, yeah, well, you know, um, that guy. I would have, you, know, uh, you know, esophagus 12 and gone to taint 19 or, you know, <laughs> the gluteus maximus 76 and no touch. It's like, fuck yeah. off, no. If that motherfucker wanted my wallet, he would leave with it. And God forbid, if I'm there with my wife and he says, you know what? I'm taking your wife home. I would have had to say, please don't. <laughs> I don't know. My self-defense curriculum is comprised of hope. Please don't. Yeah. I mean, I'm, a, I'm 135 pounds soaking wet and comprehensively destroyed me. Now, I'll tell you this. In Taekwondo, first belt you get is a yellow. After white, there's no motherfucker that can come in off the street that's an athlete yeah. and, and not have a damn good match with a yellow belt. Yeah. As a matter of fact, what you know instinctively will probably best a yellow belt because mm. you're relearning weird positions. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Even the next one, an orange belt in Taekwondo. This dude had the first fucking colored belt on and owned me. Not out of luck, did it over and over again. And the clouds fucking opened, and I was like, this is the martial arts truth. Holy shit. This dude can do it at will over and over again while he's ordering out for pizza. I remember him talking while he was mounted, saying, oh, no, no, no. Yeah, we'll go. We'll, we'll get some pepperoni after after the class. I'm like, Fuck. this dude's thinking about a fucking thin crust pizza. Fuck. That's never happened to me in anything. Nothing. Not tennis, nothing. There's no motherfucker that's only been doing this shit one year that can completely destroy you at anything. And this dude did. I've never seen that type of separation with a little bit of technique from a layman in my life. And yeah, I left there and I signed up for two classes a week that lasted one fucking day. And I was like, change this shit to unlimited. And I pretty (laughs) much camped out at Hickson's (laughs) for the next five years. I pretty much was like, what the fuck is this sorcery? And what do I need to exchange to have this power over another mortal?
0: Because yeah. I want it. That's fucking awesome, man. I just—before uh, you go, uh,
1: you are so dynamic, and you know jujitsu so uh, like I thoroughly and like I was in the audience at Substars down in Miami when you were when you were commentating, so we, we could hear a little bit of, of what was going on why are our companies like fight to win uh, all these people not knocking down your door, man?
2: Like you're, you're good at it. And you, you have a passion for it. You know it. it. Dude, dude, I'll tell you this. It, it, it is, it is a bigger part of my life than the acting world. It truly is. It's where my heart lies. It's the most important thing that I will be able to give my son. Um, and I say that with all the love in the world, the, the true Testament is wh- wh- what are you trying to give your offspring? Well, the most important thing right now is jujitsu. It's not teaching them how to get into the acting world. It's jujitsu. I know what it did for my life in all aspects of the world. Um, answer to your question. I don't know. I've never heard from any of them. You know, Alex at substars called me and I said, fuck, I'd love to, when do you want me there? I, I simply love, it. I love talking about it. I love dissecting it. I mean, he even, he even said, you know, do you want to get a match with Jay Z and yeah. Before I knew it, Jay Z signed on to Ghost. But I was like, "Fuck, okay." I mean, yeah. I, I mean, I love it that much, and I don't say that in any arrogant way. Like, I'm gonna come fuck up Jay Z. No, I just, <laughs> I just love it, and I, and yeah. a as a fan, I'd love to go with Jay Z. Yeah, and see, you know what I mean. I say <laughs> that with all the humility in the world, but 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 I would love to do that. But commentating. I love dissecting it. I love calling it because it's my passion. I love doing it. I love looking at it and trying to extrapolate what are the defense, this, what are the defense mechanisms this person's put into place? What do you need to remove? What resources are they using to put those defenses up? How can this person get around
0: those? You know, I, I, I love the science of the game. I truly do. That'd be cool to get you out in like ADCC too. Like, Shit, love it, man. Yeah, that'd be awesome. Yeah, it's like having you and Jason on there was was pretty cool, especially because Jason's local and stuff. Like, but man, they should have definitely had a match out there for you. What'd you think about the sumo match?
2: <laughs> you know, to be honest, I thought it was pretty fucking ridiculous. You know what I mean? Thank I'm you. sure people are gonna be like, "Oh my god, it was really great." Fuck off! No, it was. It killed the show. Made, to me, it killed the show. It, was, it, yeah. it completely killed the show. It's fucking clowny. It's like get yeah. the fuck out of here, man. You got Curtis Blades. You guys, Anthony, Rumble Johnson out there. It's like, and they felt stupid doing it. Yeah. I know they got out there and they were like, well, I thought this was going to be legit, but it's kind of a fucking pony show. It was just, yeah. they never should have done that shit. And I i can't believe they even tried to execute it. You know, it's like, and they're like, well, you know, our feedback was, it's like, your feedback's fucking stupid. Yeah. Nobody gives a fuck about that pony no. show. It was It was—it
0: was more like a side show. It, like, it reminded me of like how like Boss Ruten got started where he was like, he just came in more to do like, The sideshow—it was like a comedy act, and then they would go back into the fight. It was the same thing because, like, because I I mean, we're we're friends with AJ, so I was hanging out and like with AJ backstage. I was like, they they offered you a lot, didn't he? He's like, they offered me a shit ton of fucking money for this. (laughs) So it's like, for that kind of money, bro, throw throw me the gear, throw me the gear too. He didn't get paid. If they said, hey, you're gonna
2: have a legit sumo match, that would have been one thing. But they came out and they did a sort of educational seminar and yeah. had Anthony J- turn around show him but yeah. it's like dude mother- the audacity motherfucker you're talking to Anthony Rumble Johnson you want to show his ass fuck I almost double legged that motherfucker yeah and that- trying
1: to get the crowd to to chant whatever
0: the the dude, words that was. dude it was, was
2: like- such a fucking jerk wagon <laughs> he had no idea
0: <laughs> oh I have an idea because I was standing like I was just as close as you were if not I was closer and then I got the worst shit out of it. Because I was standing there with my camera taking photos when I got giant 10-foot-long butt crack in my face next to the fucking Momo over here that was sitting there, like, doing all this stupid shit, like, trying to make it, like, hyped up. And it's like, you get the corniest white guy trying to promote a Japanese martial art. Like, it, it's not going to work. It, it's yeah, not. It, it, yeah,
2: exactly. Uh, it's, yeah. It's, like, it's like some fucking limp boy going, let's all chant. We're tough. as nails. We're tough. Hasn't it? You're like, fuck off, dude. You get submitted by my fucking
0: five-year-old.
2: Sit down. So how come
0: you're you're not throwing in a couple of extra tournaments? Like, I mean, obviously with everything that's going on, like, you wouldn't uh, pick up, like, any super fights or anything right now? You know, the truth be told, you know, the
2: the first time somebody offered me that was, you know, uh, AJ. Yeah. And, uh, again, with all the humility in the world, I'm like, holy shit, I would do that. Not because I think I'd go and crush it, you know, Uh, or Jay-Z, not the Jay-Z. Not I didn't think I'm going to go crush Jay-Z, but it's like, holy shit, I've been been watching this dude, and I've been a fan of him for years. I'd fucking have a match. But truth be told, it's like, you know, the first half of my career was this, Mm. you know, as a student. And I was incredibly selfish when I competed. You know, if somebody would say, hey, Flannery, dude, would you show me that uh, arm lock you hit on me? I'm like, yeah, 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 after class. Man, class was over, and I'm like sneaking out the fucking door. I'm Mm. not going to show that. I don't give a fuck about you. You know what I mean? The second half of my career, now that I have kids, it's really this. Hmm. It's really this. And a huge part of my life is my student base. My student base that doesn't know. They they would they couldn't spot a fucking barambolo if it fucking flew down from a building and hit them in the head. You know what yeah. I mean? That it, it, it's an old – all they know is fundamentally old school jujitsu, um, And it's a big point of pride with me. It's uh, these guys leaving behind a very specific type of jujitsu. And that's nothing against barambola or any of that stuff. That's It's wonderful in the context that, it, that it's used for. But a big part of pride for me is putting this in their brains and developing it to a level so I can leave something behind. You know, as a lifelong martial artist, part of being a black belt is leaving a legacy. Or more importantly, leaving behind a better version of, of you. So I need to build on what I have and leave it behind. So my, my kids program, which I have two sons that are in it, as well as all my students. So... I'm not nearly selfish enough anymore to compete at the highest level because you have to decide whether to do things for yourself or to do things for your students. And I'm not selfish enough to really spend enough time on me to get, having said that I don't have to be at the top of my game to accept one of those. I'd willingly go in and say, yeah, my training curriculum's comprised of teaching three classes, you know, on, on tuesday and wednesday and then i fucking ran two mile. you know what i mean it's like, I, yeah. it's, like it's just I, I just love it i love it in every single capacity you know and, and also you know the 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 self-defense curriculum leaving that behind for my sons that they know it top to bottom all of my students you know what i mean it's just it's just a very different mindset now That's and
1: I'm, I'm not far behind you as, as far as age is concerned um I'll be, I'm, I'm in next, next Sunday, I'll be 47. Um, Happy birthday, brother. Thank you. Uh, I know what you're saying as far as, as having to be selfish in the beginning, but with age comes wisdom, right? Uh, um, And a little bit mellowing a little bit. uh, There's a sheen that, that starts to cover those steel testicles where you start to go, you know what? You know, I don't, so, I, I still compete. I'm, you know, I'm, I just, my last match, I went against, what was that What was that big yeah. guy's name?
0: Gabriel Gonzaga?
1: I went against Gabriel Gonzaga. <laughs>
0: that, did you big see that name man. drop? Yeah. Did you see that bullshit name drop he just pulled? I don't remember. The, I tore, oh I tore. tore yeah. <laughs> Vinny McAlesh, what? No, no. Vinny I literally
2: McAlesh or something. <laughs> I
1: literally canaan. tore my hamstring 30 seconds in. Did you really? Yeah. yeah. Like, like, it's terrible. Like I couldn't walk. I I had to have one of my students drive me home. Oh um, shit! Physically, I wasn't. That that that's a whole different different ball game. But I love to compete for my students because we all go down there together and we kind of. Do, do you have your? I guess that's kind of the question: Is do your guys compete ever?
2: Yeah, um, we 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 just had uh, a tournament handful of months ago, you know, my son had his first tournament, and nice. You know, it, 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 it's funny. He he had three matches, and old school jiu-jitsu By the way, I, I have to add that uh, we just we we just started wrestling. So my my oldest son just turned nine, uh, two weeks ago. My young my younger son is five, so we started wrestling a year ago, and uh, won a handful of tournaments. Went down. To, they had the state championships in Austin. And my oldest son won the state championships. Uh, and my youngest son placed fourth, mostly using jujitsu. Nice. Um, yeah, so punch block, headlock, self-defense curriculum, takedown to case of Gatami pins. And, you know, my, my, my son, my, they both had their 1st jujitsu jiu-jitsu tournament. And takedowns to the mount to gift wrap, turn around to take them back to Renegade Cho. All of them because they, 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 they only know a handful of things. Right. But again, they've developed it at such a rate that it, it's hard to defend something that somebody knows that precisely. There's not 15 things they're thinking about from every position. They have one objective, one objective from everywhere. You know, so that's that, 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 it's a different level of pride, seeing something so old and so revered, at least for me, executed to perfection and even my adult students you know these are guys that train in my garage and when i say my garage i have an outbuilding it's not not really a two-car garage it's an outbuilding um i'd be happy to walk you guys back there and show it to you um so you know we have a deep we have a we have a i have an academy in my backyard yeah, you know, but it's funny because whenever they go to a tournament and they win, they're like, "Where do you train?" They're like, "Well, I train this guy's backyard."
0: His house. <laughs> like, What's the
2: name? Well, he's an actor. They're like, "You train in an actor's backyard?" Like, we're gonna hope you shit is that, you know? And why the did fuck I not win?
0: Me? Yeah,
2: yeah, and how come I didn't win? Yeah, yeah, you know? yeah. but it's, it's it's the truth. I don't, you know, we don't. I, I don't advertise. Um, it's on an invite basis because people are coming onto my property, yeah. so. Uh, they have to make my mat better. And when you're not in it to make a profit, you know, it's a fi- we're a 501c3, so it's straight charity. <laughs> and when you that operate like that, I can be selective. I don't need you to come and sign up. You know, I don't tell people this, but when I invite somebody for a, a first trial class, it's a consultation for me to mm-hmm. decide if I want them on my mat. They may out. be thinking, well, let me try it out and see if it's for me. I don't give a fuck. It's for me to see if you are going to make my students better, if you're going to make my mat a better place, if you're going to make my kids better kids because of your presence on the mat, it's the only way that you're going to be invited. And that's a, it's a powerful place to be. You know, you can really make your mat a wonderful place when you're not hamstrung with finances and saying, well, I have to take this because that they're a, they're going to be an unlimited student, even though they're a piece of shit and, you know uh,
1: you yeah. can say by the way my school is exactly like that we we, we are temple martial arts and fitness club so when you, we're not a, we're not a school we're not a gym we're temple no. martial arts and fitness club so when you come and try out we know you're not trying out for you you're trying out for us yeah that's and, 100% if, man yeah, if and if you're, you're fucking up
0: the vibe you can get to walk
1: yeah and and here let me tell you how much money i make Per month teaching jujitsu. Now I teach every day, one class a day, uh, except on Tuesdays and Thursdays, I do two and, and I'll do an open mat tonight. So that's two technically. Um I'm lucky if I walk away with seventy bucks a month. Well, if
0: dude, I'm let's, luck- dude, you make
2: seventy bucks a month more than me. Yeah. So you are <laughs> pep daddy. Yeah. but when i was here's the thing.
1: i was working Baller. i was working down the road at at the at the one gym and i was making you know 50 60 bucks a class teaching jiu-jitsu but yep. i had to teach everybody and there's like you would get those guys and you know them they come in and like they they just want to learn how to hurt people and they and they don't really care about giving back to the people who are you know and yeah. I, I and that's my whole thing is i say look man i go I'm going to teach you, I'm, I'm kind of like your Sherpa, you know, I'm going to show you the path, but your training partners are going to be the guys that teach you way more than I'm going to teach you because they're going to, they're going to be the one that says, no, put your foot here and turn your leg here or turn your fist this way. So I can, you know, so it's like, you know, I need you to fit that mold. And if you don't,
2: you know, go kick rocks. I'm, the I'm exactly the same way. I'm incredibly possessive with my martial art, more so than maybe with lovers. You know what I mean? It's 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 who I choose to give this to. I'm very very selective. Now that analogy, I'm married now, I have a wife, so if she hears this. I'm like, maybe it's on not those yeah. back in the day. <laughs> um, but uh, you know, it it, it's, it 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 becomes a very different <laughs> prospect when you're doing it from your soul. And yeah. I, I I've never enjoyed teaching as much as right now when, awesome. when it's you know a charity and you know I, I sponsor and i teach a number of people for absolute free there are people that can make a contribution to our 501c3 and we do fundraisers etc but i don't make a damn dime. Mm. you know it, it all goes to sponsoring kids to mats to expanding the training facility etc it's uh and it's it's it, it, it's a it's an incredibly in a masturbatory sense it's very fulfilling You know, there's not much that makes me feel that good. So my currency is in what I get to leave behind and the feeling that I know I've put something worthwhile in my kids.
0: That's fucking awesome, though. I mean, that's that's a you can't display the passion like for for the art more than that. I mean, it's literally like, don't give me anything. I just want to sit there and do it because you love it and you don't have to deal with the drama and the bullshit. Well, we're doing this for free. We're doing this radio. This this this
1: this makes us zero money. Yeah. but we enjoy, you know, we're friends and we, and we've been training together for what, like seven years now. Yeah. And yeah. It's just like, and it was, it just, it was a, a logical next step to what we we're going to do. So it's like, we and don't it should care be. About- I
2: gotta tell you, you, you know, the more things you can find in your life that you will willingly do for free. That's the number that you need to add up to truly consider yourself successful. I have plenty of friends that make a shitload of money. And they don't do anything for free because they don't love anything that much. They're yeah. poor motherfuckers. You know, it's, it's, it's where you base your currency. And I have a shitload of fucking currency out here. Not anything that I can write a check with and get groceries. But I have a fuckload of things that I wouldn't trade for a million dollars. And there's a lot of things I can't say that with. You know, I, I make a joke, but we're here in my office. This was the first black belt that I ever got. It's retired now. It's old as shit but I always make an analogy to my students. You know, There's very few things, and I'm not joking whenever I say if somebody came to me with $100 million in liquid cash and said something in your life, an experience, a life experience, you need to change, trade it for, and we'll give you this $100 million. If they said jiu-jitsu, meaning the technique, all the relationships, I wouldn't take that suitcase. 100% I wouldn't. I can tell you absolutely. I can think of I would trade a hundred different films of all the relationships I made on those films, the connections, the friendships I can add up and I can give you a hundred for that hundred millions. Now there's some films that I wouldn't, that I made lifelong friends that I, I would never trade in. But in my industry, I can think of a lot of films. There's not one belt. I wouldn't trade you a simple belt. I wouldn't go back one year if you said, we're going to take you back to your technique and your life experience in jujitsu from 2019, I would not take that hundred million. And I know it sounds like absolute bullshit, No, but hand on the heart, it's the truth,
0: not a chance in hell. That's fucking awesome. That's awesome. And, and it's, I, there's, there's no one that could ever sit there and argue that with you. Cause I mean, you, what you do every day, I mean, even taking the time to talk to us, it just shows that like you're legit about that life anyway. So no. but you, you, you
2: know, I said there, there are plenty of people that can argue that because they don't have that in their life. They don't yeah. know of something. They don't understand that it. Commanding and powerful and intoxicating in their life. They don't. And, and those are poor people to me. Poor people are the ones that don't have something. That they wouldn't sell for a hundred million dollars. Man, I have so many of those fucking things that I wouldn't sell in my life. Like, don't get me wrong. Some people maybe watch this, and go, yeah, but he's an actor. He's probably fucking rich and fat. Motherfucker, I'm a blue-collar working actor. I've never, I make a joke about me being a C-list actor, but the truth is, I've never had a marquee name. Mm. I've never made like retirement money from one film. I've worked the whole fucking time. And I can't retire right now. I gotta keep working. But I have things in my life that are ear fucking
0: replaceable
2: and that's one
0: yeah that's awesome listen fuck what they say because there's there's movies that that you've done and like that i can tell you that's like they're probably some of the most impactful movies that i've watched and it's not me kissing your ass i can tell you literally like take a wild guess and i i made this joke with with sean like a while ago because we were talking about your movies like the movie that was probably one of the most impactful ones for me that I enjoy the most, like people wouldn't even know that that you were in the movie. And that's not being disrespectful to you, but take a wild guess. Uh, powder. Yeah.
2: Yeah. I, I, mean, I mean, look, th- th- that's one of them that I wouldn't trade. Yeah. And to me, roles like that are why you get into the business as an actor. You get into the b- business as an actor, to try and play a character that's so far removed from who you are that people don't even fucking recognize you. And there's nothing more flattering than when people go, dude, somebody told me you were powder. (laughs) And and I'm like, I'm like fucking full mass boner. I'm like, fuck that's, there is no accolade more powerful than that. You know what I mean? It's like, and that's not one that I would trade. You know, the the other ones are like boondock saints, you know, Reedus is one of my closest friends. I'll Mm. tell you this. Every time you do a movie, motherfuckers in the movie, and they go, oh, hey, let me get your number eight. When we get back to L.A., we're going to do lunch. You're like, okay, but you th- I'm not going to you know call you, know. you, Jack Wagon, and you're not going to call me, and I don't give a fuck.
0: Yeah,
2: Reedus is the first motherfucker that, A, I knew that dude for four years before we got cast in Boondock. He was already one of my closest friends. Mm. Then after that, we became best friends, and he's been a dear friend for fucking 25 years now. So clearly, I would never trade Boondock Saints because of more so than the film itself, but because of those relationships. You know what I mean? I, I, I have a handful of films in this industry that I would not ever trade. But Did there's you... a lot of them that I would. And Powder's one of them, man. It's a, mm. it's a, I'm incredibly proud of that film. Man. I'm and I'm glad of that a, you saw no. it, too.
0: No. I, and, and,
1: I, I'm, I'm the same. I love Powder. And my, my, but here, here's the, the only thing. This is how you know that it's got legs to it. Because if you see a pale, bald man. What's the first thing everybody says?
0: Powder.
2: Hey, look at, all right, here comes powder. Watch out. Holy shit, man. Another thing. I've heard people say that before, and I'm always tickled as shit when that happens. I'm like, holy crap. <laughs> You've played a role that, 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 that can become a verb. Like, you know, yeah. I don't know. My dude, my, my friend shaved his head, and he was going all powder on everybody. You're like, I'm a verb, motherfucker. Yeah, It's cool. I'll tell you something funny. Uh, the first location of HBJJ in LA was... It's right in Boys Town. Boys Town, you know, uh, uh, one of the biggest gay communities on the planet Earth, right on Santa Monica Boulevard. And we're right off Santa Monica on a street called La Cienega. And uh, we're training. We were training no-gi. This was, again, 10 or 12 years ago, man. And it was Halloween. And Santa Monica Boulevard has one of the funnest Halloween parties. They block off the streets and it's a, it's a killer party. So we're training no-gi, and I'm right next to the academy, there's a 7-Eleven. And so I run in, down there in board shorts, no shirt on, and I grab a Gatorade, a big jug of Gatorade. I'm standing in the line, and it's Halloween night. And there's a dude checking out, and he's bought a bald cap on, painted white, with a suit on, no shirt, and forks and spoons glued everywhere to his body. And I'm sitting there, and I'm holding my Gatorade, and I'm like, oh, shit, <laughs> And I look at the dude and I go, hey, uh, and I'm beet red, ringing wet, my hair dripping. And I'm holding the gator and I go, uh, so who, 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 are you, uh, who are you going at for Halloween? And the dude does this to me, he goes, obviously you haven't seen the film. And he bursts <laughs> burst out the door, uh, Brother. I've never, i fucking remember that to this day. I'm like, holy shit, motherfucker just dissed me because I didn't see my movie. <laughs> was like, I was like, fuck,
0: <laughs> That's I, fucking I, awesome. I,
2: I, I can see it like it was yesterday. That dude looked at me with all the fucking disdain in the world. Like, you didn't fucking see the film. And he pranced <laughs> out of there. And I wanted to go, brother, brother. But I'm like, I right, am good for
0: you, man. <laughs> <laughs> So, um, did you ever try to get Norman to start doing jujitsu? I did
2: man. I mean, he, he, and I did a USO tour, you know, yeah. where I went down range, went to a, a number of different military, uh, 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 stations, uh, from all over the place, places I can't even mention. And, uh, I, I taught combatives at a lot of them rolled with a lot of the troops. One of the most wonderful experiences I've ever had. And I've tried to get that dude on the map. It's just, it's, it's funny. You know, he and I are very dear friends, but you know, we're like puzzle pieces. We, we, in some respects, we could not be more different. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It's, and the things that I'm incredible, he has no fucking desire at all to put a gi on and be sweaty and right. He just doesn't, man. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah, I yeah. always make a joke. When we're in a bar or something, this is Reedus' self-defense system. He's sipping a, sipping a fucking cocktail. Shit goes down. He's like, Flannery, where's Flannery? <laughs> yeah. He just keeps drinking. That's, that's Reedus' whole self-defense program, man.
0: It's like, I'm calling my big brother.
2: I mean, I'm dove on motherfuckers, not even knowing what
0: happened. We just, <laughs> just started it. I'm like, <sighs> That's hilarious. Oh, I think you're, you timed out. No, you there? Oh, there we go. Yeah. Oh, um, right. I know we're taking up a lot of your time. Uh, uh, I appreciate you even doing this. Um, I think, Sean, you have any last questions?
1: I have, I have, I always send this last question to our guests. You're kind of the reason that I kind of did, I started this. So during the lockdown, nothing to do. I just start scrolling through Prime, scrolling through Netflix, trying to find hidden gems. And that's where I came across High Moon. And I was not expecting to see you in it. So the question I have for you is since the lockdown, what has been, has you, have you had any gems or has there been three things that you've been watching that everybody should be watching and might not be?
2: Let me tell you something, man. I am not, I am not a highbrow dude at all. Um, My chick, she's from South Carolina. Um, We are Texans at the core. The shit that we watch religiously is some shit called 90 Day Fiance. Oh, God, no. Brother, brother, brother. It is a fucking train wreck, man. Oh man. And we watch that shit. It is just glorious. It is glorious in its depravity. It's so bad. yeah exa- exactly it's
1: exactly. so bad was that yeah, the lady with, that with ed on it right
2: that that ed dude and ed, yeah. ed the dude with no neck who's like come here sugar come here <laughs> that's not get even the dude. worst
0: one he's just the biggest one like there's the lady that's married to the dude or is trying to get married to the dude from africa and like keeps on catching him like cheating on her or something <laughs> yeah so and he's like
2: baby love baby love no you have to trust me baby love and she's like she's like, no she's like a full smoker she's like yeah but i don't trust you you just want to come to america And you're like, no shit, sweet you're fucking 60, he's 20, he's fucking mustering to throw a leg over your fucking fat ass.
0: It's so bad.
2: It's fucking Uh. glorious. But shit like that, I mean, oddly enough, you know, I'm probably the least connected film-wise person in my industry. And I say that because of just the amount of time that I spend on the map. I've chosen... You know, when, when people come up, they're like, okay, when, when we're talking about producing a film, they're like, well, you know, we're, we're really looking at this visually from a this standpoint, or have you seen this or have you seen that? I haven't. And in full disclosure, I probably should. It, it, it would enhance me business-wise to be more familiar with the things out there that are, that are leading the par- public discussion and those that aren't. But I, I've, I've chosen to invest my time elsewhere. Um, so for a pure novelty, we'll scan through 90 Day Fiancé just for hysterical moments, crap like that. I mean, we watched uh, Tiger Boy. What was that called?
0: Tiger King. Tiger King.
2: Tiger King. We watched that. Um, I didn't think it was the majestic gem that everybody else did, yeah. but it was entertaining enough. You know what I mean? It's funny. Um, uh, I mean, o- Ozark is killer. Um, you know, there th- th- there are no real gems that I've I've discovered. And I know everybody else has been in front of the TV, but I've taken this lockdown time from that time. Yeah. You know, I know everybody else, uh, you know, I, I social distanced, but uh, from the mouth.
0: <laughs> that's fucking <laughs> that's, awesome. the, that's the extent of my social distancing. Uh, uh, all right. Well, we'll let you get going. Um, if everybody wants to make sure you follow uh, Sean, check out SP Flannery on Instagram uh, and Sean Flannery on Twitter. Don't forget to check out HollywoodBJJHouston.com. Uh, is there anything else you want to throw out to uh, to have people check out for you? Uh, oddly
2: enough, uh, what I'm what I'm working on right now during the lockdown, we are almost completing post production on a film that I wrote and executive produced. It's about the origins of MMA mm. in the United States, and it's called Mickey Kelly. Um, now, because of the lockdown in the theaters, we were ready to go ahead with this but now we're kind of waiting to see when you can release things theatrically and when this uh the lockdown is going to ease but uh i would look to see that within the next six months depending on how the industry opens up and at what pace but uh that's kind of comprised my, my my
0: full previous year up until this that's fucking awesome, Mickey Kelly. So are you going to do like a full-on national release, or what are you planning on? You know, it, it's funny because
2: now with this lockdown, it's kind of shown people, you know, the Trolls movie went straight to video on demand, and it yeah. made, you know, $100 million in, I don't know, a week or something. Now, obviously, that's a little artificial because people were sequestered in their houses. They That was at the time of the lockdown where people were petrified to even open a window. Mm-hmm. So yeah, of course, motherfuckers bought that on tv so now it's a little bit different but it has exposed some different revenue streams in the market so right now we're still looking at theatrical but i'm certainly open to entertaining different platforms to not postpone it any further but we have to we have to look at you know the pace with which this
0: industry is going to reopen i gotta i gotta hook you up with my with my friend Then um we had her on last week we haven't released the episode yet but uh Fight TV, she's the, the CMO for Fight TV. And I know they did that for one movie release. So I'm sure that'd be something that they you could probably get like a good deal out of, too. Oh, shoot me some contact info, brother. Yeah, for sure. No, oh, for sure. That's awesome. So Mickey Kelly, we got to keep an eye out for. So we'll see. Uh, hopefully, it's uh, if it's in a movie theater, we can make it out there. That's for, for sure. Well, l-
2: l- let me tell you some people that are in it. Uh, Edson Barbosa plays the antagonist. Henzo Gracie is in it. Um and Dennis Quaid is in it. It's uh <laughs> I think you're gonna dig this, man.
0: Yeah, it sounds pretty cool. I would
1: I, I would have rather seen Randy than Randy. Dennis, but I'll ta- i'll ta- that'll I'll take my Quaid. Gotcha. Uh,
2: <laughs> I'm not afraid of Randy either, man. Yeah,
1: bro.
0: take a little Randy. Okay, it's, it's by the way,
1: his Instagram. I don't know if you've watched his Instagram, uh-huh. it is incredible. What are you, He's, he's got an incredible Instagram where he basically, he once in a while, he, he has these weird lights going and he dramatically reads Trump's tweets. Who, who, Randy? No. Yeah, yeah. Randy Quaid. Randy Quaid. <laughs> you have that. to follow him on Instagram. It is. I'm on that. <laughs>
0: you got to get your it, practice in somehow, right? Oh, he's so, <laughs> it's
1: so awesome.
0: Yeah. Uh, all right, well, Sean, thank you so much for doing this. I really hope to, to get you back here anytime you want. You got an open door for us, even if it's to, to talk about the movie or whatever it is you want to talk about. We'd love to have you on here. Um, thank you so much for doing this. We're huge fans. We've been huge fans of yours for, for the longest time, so super stoked to have you on here. Well, brother, um, I'm
2: flattered. And, and, and conversely, man, if you guys are ever in Houston, shoot me a message, man. The garage door's open.
0: Oh, for sure. No, we were planning – I was planning on going up there for the Third Coast Grappling. So that's actually tonight. So, uh, but yeah, are you sure. No, 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 I mean, it's not, I was supposed to, it was before, it was before the lockdown that literally that week of, I was flying out to photograph third coast grappling. I'll so, oh, dude, well next time, shoot oh, me no, a message, man. No, for sure. I'll be there for sure, man. But same lot. if you're here, listen, we'll get you rolling with Jay-Z, no problem. I'd <laughs> love to, man. And
2: I've been a fan of that cat for a long time, man.
0: No, I'm sure, I'm sure he'll love to hear it, but. Uh, Sean, thank you so much, brother. Have a good night. Have a good weekend. Stay safe, and, uh, and we'll catch you next time.
2: You guys, God bless, man. Take care, brother. Take care, man. Fucking awesome.
0: Uh, we're recording still, too. As, man, how awesome was that?
1: That was fucking awesome.
0: Right? Man. Like, he,
1: the way he tells stories is so fucking good. Yeah. Well, I mean, he, you, know me, you know, look, I'm not a, I I don't cuss a lot, right? Yeah.
0: No, but, but it he makes it, me
1: want to cuss because he was so fucking awesome.
0: He he cut the there's there was no Hollywood bullshit with him. That's for sure.
1: Not at all. That, that is, dude is a solid motherfucker.
0: That's cool. No, I told you. I mean, I, I met him briefly when it, at Substars. Super cool guy. Like hard hard at work, man. Literally, like as soon as we walked in, I walked in with, with Jay Z. I walked in with Jay Z, and then like walked in with like uh, with Cyborg and stuff, bro. He was on point. He was like he might as well have been like the the director. He's sitting there like, oh, we're over here. Oh, I'm like walking, like interviewing, doing everything. Like, man, the dude's legit. He's not, he he's a legit hard worker. He's not Hollywood and that ego. From the little bit that I met him, obviously, and then you see him talking today. So, man, make sure you guys uh, follow him on on Instagram and on Twitter. Um, man, I'm really curious about that Mickey Kelly movie. Yeah, now. yeah. Like I What's didn't realize. Last
1: time it, like like I wonder. Uh, what was Lion uh, Lion Killer? Yeah, you know it, it, we need if we can get some more combat movies out there, combat and not just like the fight. Uh, what was the one? The not the fighter uh warrior. Mm-hmm. You know that's very Hollywoody and, and give us some grit, give us
0: some yeah. realness. No, you know? it, it's it's uh it sounds interesting, man. I'm really curious to go check it out. And it's funny, like there's like so many movies and like works that he did, like. Young Indiana Jones and all that stuff. That like, yeah, dude, he played
1: Indiana fucking Jones. Look, I'm cussing. I don't like to cuss. It's funny because I wanted
0: I wanted to ask him about that too, man. Because like I, I'm a huge Indiana Jones fan. Like, I that was my first hero. Like, like, if I could, like, no joke, if I could have like one of those like dream gigs that you could do, like, cool. Everybody wants to be like a movie star. I would be happy to just play Indiana Jones at the Disney stunt show like just doing that like I'd be super happy just to like do the drop down whip just do the show I do that show every day I do that show every day for like 10 years just like I was that big of an Indiana Jones fan it's like so it's it's so cool man
1: Indiana Jones was my first hero
0: and that was like his I think that was like his second gig ever that was literally like his second gig ever was no, like. No, 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 no. Yeah.
1: Yeah, no. He had he had shit before that.
0: No, look it up. He did like two, like, or one, like, quick, like, interview. It was like, he, like, went to, he moved to L.A. And all of a sudden, like, okay, congratulations, you're Indiana Jones. <laughs> and so it's like, and then not even that, but because he, well, River Phoenix played Indiana Jones in the movie. Right. Right. So then it was like, man, like, when they had the, the, the show and stuff, it's like, well, there you go. It's like I watched the first episode of the show. Yeah, it was it was good, man. It was good. But dude, that's so nutty. It's so cool. Like you can like th- that passion's not fake. You can't fake that. You can't fake that. That legit like love for the for the game. No. Like that. So no. it's it's kind of it's like it hypes you up. It hypes you yeah, up I'm and like you're. Like, I'm all
1: I'm all hyped up on Mountain Dew. I'm injured and I can't train, <laughs> like, but I, I I'm about to go to Open Mat in an hour. To,
0: to... Yeah, I gotta get. Ready too, but like it's funny. It's like it's like when we get to talk to people that are that much into it, like we are. It's like especially because you want to learn more from them, but it's also like you want to jump in and keep the ball rolling. It's so difficult not to sit there and just be like, "Eh," and then becomes just like a giant cluster of a of a conversation, just because it's so much energy and like going back and forth like that. That was really cool, man. I'm really glad we got to have him on there. so for sure, gives me another reason to head out to Texas. Um, that's it for us this week. Uh, thank you so much to everybody for all the support. Shout out to uh, Sean Patrick Flannery again for doing the, the show. Make sure you guys follow him. Uh, check out the Mickey Kelly. we will see what happens with that. Hopefully it comes out within the next few months. Uh, check out all of our sponsors. Check out Chokaloha, Giraffe Choke, and Jiu-Jitsu Soko. Thank them for all the support that they always give us. Make sure you give them a follow. Uh, don't forget to follow Sean at Gorilla Boy BJJ and follow me at Sonner Marketing. Don't forget to check out our Instagram at Jiu-Jitsu Radio. Don't forget to check out jujitsuradio.com. Um, man, I'm like, I'm just blown away. That was, a, that was a freaking blast. So I hope you guys dig it. We'll catch you guys next time. Peace.
2: You can't <laughs> Here's the deal, I'm the best there is, plain and simple. I mean, I wake up in the morning, I piss excellence, and nobody can hang with my stuff. Keep
1: stealing, woo,
2: wheeling, dealing, being right, jet flying,
1: son of a gun. and I'm having a hard time holding these alligators stop woo!